This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, July 8th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? Pretty good. Uh, getting ready for a trip to the beach starting tomorrow, and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, we'll break from uh, the in-season drudgery. <laughs> yeah, you're like me, where uh, all-star break when we work in baseball means getting actually like a break from baseball, kind of like uh, yeah. a lot of the players. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm the same way. I'm excited. All-star game's cool, home run derby's cool, but also a uh, little break from work. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna actually not have any shows next week. Also, we we're taking the week off, which. I mean, a Monday through Friday show, there are no regular games Monday through Thursday, and then games will be back Friday, but I think we're going to just uh, sweep out the week and take a break off. So this will be our, our, our last show, at least for the next week, and then the uh, the Monday after that we'll be back with everything. And Matt and I are talking about doing some sort of show in the middle of the week uh, that might not be DFS related, not sure yet, but for the most part, uh, <laughs> this is us before taking a week off. Um, are you going to catch the Home Run Derby and All-Star game at all? Are you... Uh, yeah, yeah, I assume we'll, we'll be on TV. Uh, yeah. We're going to Ocean City, New Jersey, which isn't the most happening place in terms of nightlife. Yeah, uh, It's uh, a dry town, so you have to bring in your own alcohol and whatnot. Huh. And uh, going with my uh, my mom's actually the one who rented the house, uh, her and one of her friends, and then me and my partner Sally are going up to uh, uh, hang out and relax and take some time off. Family vacation, that sounds pretty fun. Right on. I might yeah. go visit my mom, too. So, happening uh, vacations for, for next week. <laughs> Should be cool. Yes. Should be cool. Well, we are doing one of our live shows here. Uh, Friday morning had a few small technical difficulties getting in here, but but things seem ironed out, and, and we are now live. Um, we have the live chat going as well. If you are following along, you can uh, chat in the box and type us in your questions, and we'd love to uh, to get to you and your questions. I already have one in here about uh, Trey Turner. Uh, I guess, not quite DFS related to Melee. Uh, do you have feelings about Trey Turner? Are you you holding on? Are you stashing? It's funny. I get asked more Trey Turner questions than probably any other player, which doesn't seem obvious to me. Mm-hmm. He's you know fine. It's exciting, and we've all been waiting for him all year. But he he's also not the best minor league player out there. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of better ones uh, to look to on the horizon. And I guess it's just that we're really expecting him to come up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thing with Turner, not much of a power bat. Uh, profiles have a decent average, decent OVP. Uh, could really go in either direction there, and that's going to decide whether he's an actual fantasy asset or someone you're looking at as uh, Gene Segura before the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone who steal bases for you, give you 20 steals, but maybe not so much other than that. Right. Uh, not, not sure what we're going to get yet. Uh, it's just going to depend on how he reacts to major league pitching. Not going to change your year. And I think a lot of people are annoyed that da- Danny Espinosa is the one in the way. And Danny Espinosa is having a fine year. You know, it's going yeah, great. He, but... he went from terrible to very good. And you know, the, the season numbers look fine now. Yeah. I mean, I... It's going to be a very different type of player, but it's not like Trey Turner is going to show up and put him to shame too much. So, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, not not quite a DFS question. We have we have live chat going on if you want to pop in and, uh, and get involved, be a part of the show. Uh, you can do that there with the post. Um, anyway, Brad, let's go ahead and get into uh, these games going on for, 
Friday the 8th. It's a full slate. There's 15 games. We're not going to run down all 15 games, but we're going to try and offer some uh, some highlights, at least, of, of what we think is uh, best places to go in in DFS, what, what might make a difference in your picks. Um, as usual, we start at catcher. Uh, Brad, what are you thinking behind the plate? Where do you think you might go? So you want to start catcher today. I think we have to step back a second, talk about at least some of the pitchers first, mm-hmm. because here's the names. Jose Fernandez, Jake Arrieta, Chris Sale, Corey Kluber, Noah Syndergaard, Steven Strasburg, and then you also have guys like Cole Hamels, Chris Archer, and Jeff Samarja. Yeah. That is, you, you can't work around that. You have to use an ace pretty much. Yes. Uh, you can try to use someone like Matt Shoemaker, who's a little cheaper and still sometimes gives you those ace points. Yeah. Uh, but generally, you have to go after someone who's going to be expensive, going to have a chance to give you a huge total on the starting pitcher side because someone else is going to do it and they're going to find the bargain hitters that do enough to give them a first place win. Uh, that, you're not going to get by with a Hisashi Makuma today. Right. Uh, so with that said, uh, that, that has me looking at a lot of the, the cheaper hitters. Oh, I was, was going not to interrupt. I was going to say, we never start pitchers. We can, if you'd like, though, it doesn't really matter. Uh, do, <laughs> do we want to look at the, the pitchers first? Because if it's, I, if it's I mean, totally I, defining... I mean, most of them, we might as well knock it out. <laughs> yeah, we, can do, we never do this. We do pitchers first. It doesn't really matter. There's no rhythm or reason as to why we do the order we do. I just kind of, like, go through the diamond. Um, if, if you think it's going to... I mean, a lot of times when I do it, I, I pick my pitcher first. And it could definitely, like you said, affect how your, your you know whole slate goes uh, if you need an ace. So, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and look at, at pitchers. So... It's ace-heavy. Are there any that you're particularly leaning at uh, that you think that you might be going with? So, for the most part, they all have pretty good matchups. The mm. exception is Chris Archer at Fenway. Uh, I'm not really liking that matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the park's a little bit tough, but it's more about facing the Red Sox or just oh, yeah. a, a tough team to face in general. Uh, the other guys, uh, Fernandez is facing the Reds at home. That's not really scary. Uh, Arietta's got a cold Pittsburgh lineup uh, at Pittsburgh. Good park for pitching. Yeah, uh, he's, he's a little cold himself, but say, I'm not too concerned about that personally. Nine runs in uh, his last two starts. That's unlike him. But may, may still be a little riskier than some of these other options. Could even make him a good target today just because he might be less popular than the others. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm not too concerned about Arietta just yet. Uh, Chris Sale has the Braves. They're the Braves. Corey yeah. Kluber has the Yankees. That's a old, not so good team. Uh, Syndergaard and uh, Strasburg are against each other in New York. Uh, that's kind of a bummer that they're against each other. But you know, in a GPP, you don't have to worry about that too much. Uh, you just pick the one that you like more and you know, hope that his team gives him a little bit of run support. Yeah. Uh, it d- does certainly hurt their chances at a win a little bit. Yeah. And then I mentioned Hamels and Samarja. Hamels has the Twins, another team you can exploit. And Samarja has the Diamondbacks, who are decent but not scary. And that's at yeah. AT&T Park. Are you, are you worried about uh, Syndergaard's elbow at all? Long term, sure. Yeah. Uh, start to... to start, no. Yeah. I mean, maybe one start... You, you, you end up losing him in the fifth inning or earlier. You know, it's happened already this year. Uh, so there is that opportunity for, you know, the start to be short because of that elbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, may- maybe my only advice to that is I don't think you need to avoid him entirely, but maybe don't 
put all your eggs in that one basket. Yeah, that's kind of the beauty of DFS. Is worst case scenario, you lose your pool for that day, but you're not a, uh, yeah, not going to lose all that. Um, so I, I'm kind of the same way. I don't worry about those uh, injury injury prone guys for DFS. It's, it's something I actually really like about it. Um, what about so? So I like all those. I think in a vacuum, if you can afford it, Chris Sale against the Braves is probably the safest one. You know, one of the best pitchers, one of the best matchups should be just fine. Um, if we're going to go a little bit deeper than that, are you thinking about, uh, look at this uh, Daniel Mengden going to Houston and getting Colin McHugh. Daniel Mengden, not a huge, huge prospect, but it's was great in the minor leagues this year. Earned, you know, fought his way to the majors and has been pretty okay in the majors too. And he gets the Astros who can hit, but they can also whiff. Are you thinking about that side? And then Colin McHugh hasn't been great, but the A's can't really hit either. Are you thinking about <laughs> either of them? I... Um, McHugh doesn't really offer as much ceiling as I want for the price. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he sometimes has a good game, but it, it's not common for him. He kind of mm-hmm. has to go the full distance to come anywhere close to the point totals of what I would expect from at least one or two of these aces. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, and I am interested in Mengden, uh, as you mentioned, the Astros have a way of kind of being very volatile. Uh, mm-hmm. The other guy I like today, uh, Matt Shoemaker, is also against a volatile offense, the yeah. Orioles. Uh, I'm not sure Mengden is going to be given enough rope to go eight innings, yeah. uh, which I think is probably what he needs to get up at that point total that you need today. Uh, I, I see him as a fine second starter for DraftKings, but not someone I'd use as a primary in FanDuel. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so I, I find, I like them as streamers and whatnot, but it is, again, with so many aces, it's hard for them to get the points. Um, I also wrote down, uh, Jimmy Nelson getting the Cardinals only because the Cardinals are a little bit banged up lately. It's usually, uh, an offense I would stay away from, but Matt Carpenter's out and some of the other guys are, you know, Brandon Moss is out. They're, they're just, they're banged up. Considering Jimmy Nelson, I mean, on a regular day, I like this matchup much more. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. On a regular day, I'm giving it a lot more thought. I mentioned uh, Ibakuma earlier as someone you can't really use. Nelson's kind of similar boat, uh, mid-tier type pitcher. Iwakuma is definitely more reliable, though, and he costs more as a result. Uh, yeah. Either of those guys, you can think about them in like a cash game 50-50 type uh, scenario. Uh, they should give you steady production without really you know, tanking completely. Yeah. Uh, the, the ceiling's unlikely to be reached. Yeah. Uh, the last name I wrote down being interesting at all is Matt Whistler going to the White Sox. He has four straight quality starts. He's opposite Chris Sale. That's not going to be fun for him. And he doesn't have the strikeouts to really have the ceiling either. Um, just a mid-range guy that you would have to build your lineup around that, and it's going to be really hard on this ace day. Um, he's going to be interesting as a as a streamer, but uh, I don't know. Are you interested at all in Matt Whistler? Yeah, so if you're thinking about guys like Whistler and Mangdon, the the thought process is that your lineup is just going to completely outkick the aces and mm-hmm. that's hard to do like on FanDuel one of these aces is probably going to give you 60 to 70 points at least and top hitters there's, there's days you get those three homer games they'll get you about the same point total but usually you're looking at about 40 points for a pretty ridiculous batting line and so you're going to need to get multiple guys who do that um, to be able to afford a Whistler or a Mangden and still win. Mm-hmm. Um, the the last pitcher I had any notes on is I like Cole Hamels, but 
he has Homer problems, and there's actually enough twins that hit lefties that, and I'll get into it when we pick hitters, that I'm going to think twice. I mean, he's pretty reliable and can do pretty well, but there's a, there's a lot of twins hitters that I'm actually going to consider uh, in this matchup. Is there any other pitcher notes for you, or just try and pick the ace that you feel the best about? Yeah, I think it's pretty much uh, pick the ace that you like. Uh, I'm fan to at least there's five of them within $600 of each other. I'm considering just kind of doing a bunch of lineups with one in each of them and keeping yeah. the other components pretty similar. I usually like to keep my lineups either exactly the same or very similar mm-hmm. uh, just because it uh, can increase you know your, your payout for that given day. Yeah. I tend to find if you use a wide variety of lineups – Unless you really, really spike, and you know it's still unlikely, uh, you're going to wash out your winnings with losses too. Yeah, mix and match too much doesn't go together. Yeah, Arietta, Kluber, Strasburg, Syndergaard, Fernandez, Sale. There's Samarja even. You know, there's places to go. Uh, my favorite in a vacuum is Sale, but there's there's a lot of points there. All right, so we we've settled that you probably got to go with an ace. So we'll go back to hitters. So we're probably going to be focused on some cheap guys today to get there. So where we started, Brad at catcher. Where do you think you might actually play uh, at catcher? So the very first guy I'm looking at bargain on both sites is James McCann. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up against Jay Happ, a lefty. Has great numbers against lefties for his career. Not so much against righties, but that doesn't matter today. Uh, games in Rogers Center, uh, good park for hitting, uh, decent park for power, and McCann has enough power to you know, do a little damage. Now, the matchup itself, I, I like Hap. He's a solid pitcher. He's someone who can go out there against any lineup and give you a good outing. Uh, turns in his fair share of stinkers, too, though. So if you're using McCann, i got to hope it's one of those days Hap struggles a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wrote down McCann, not much of a hitter in general in a vacuum, but crazy splits, hitting lefties, you know, and, and definitely cheap enough in a place to hit that I think he'll be okay. Um, like I wrote down Victor Martinez because he's a catcher in some formats, but again, if we're going cheap <laughs> and you're just looking for that homer, McCann could be, uh, just fine. Um, who else do you like at catcher? So a little more expensive, but still in the bargain bin on FanDuel is Wilson Contreras. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's up against Francisco Liriano, who's just not himself this year. Um, not entirely sure what's going on with that, but he's uh, he's looking exploitable. And Contreras bats the middle of the lineup every day, uh, whether he's a catcher or left field. Uh, mm-hmm. He's in there, and you know, he's got pop. He's got multi-hit potential, uh, decent plate discipline. Uh, the whole package is there. I don't know why he's so cheap on FanDuel, but uh, he is, and he's a nice bargain for today. Yeah. I, I like that. He's he's been hitting there using them. I mean, you know, it's kind of a good sign of confidence when they're, you know, forcing him into the into the lineup, whether it's catcher or whatnot. Uh guy can hit. He's pretty interesting. Um do yeah. you like uh I, I have a bunch of Padres for the day getting Scott Casmir, um, including uh Derek Norris. Um the Padres this this kinda really surprised didn't surprise me, but it, it's a big one. Um the Padres are sixth in OPS as a team against left handers. They can, like, legitimately hit left-handed pitching. Uh, there's a lot of guys in the lineup I don't care about against righties at all. But, again, Scott Kazmir, who's not exactly been great this year. Derek Norris is one another one of those guys. He's actually been disappointing in general, but mashing lefties. Are you thinking about Derek Norris getting Scott Kazmir as part of, like, a Padres stack? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, nothing wrong with the Padres stack today. Yeah. Uh, the 
issue, I guess, is uh, Dodger Stadium, not so great for right-handed power. Mm-hmm. And so that does counteract some of their upside. Uh, if you're you know, trying to play the weather and park factors, uh, there's maybe better plays out there. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Padre Stack should be relatively unpopular. Yeah. Uh, people are catching on to them hitting lefties, so I could see some people being in on that too. Yeah, yeah well, when they're sixth in the league, yeah, you'd think they get <laughs> some attention, but they definitely don't hit righties. Um, I wrote JT Real Muto getting Dan Straley. Uh, I like Dan Straley, kind of, but JT Real Muto's hitting righties just fine this year, been doing well. Has weird home road splits, but I'm not reading too much into that. Um, do you like him? Uh, as a pick for Friday, yeah, he's a he's always a nice high floor, low ceiling type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weird thing with him is his price has gone fairly high for a catcher of his type. Like on Fanduel, for example, Jonathan Lucroy is one hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, and that reads wrong to me yeah. <laughs> in terms of relative value. Uh, but yeah, Real Muto still a solid play tonight. A uh, good role in the Marlins lineup most days. And uh, should be unpopular because of that price. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I like him, but I, I agree that that price is not not where I want to go with him. Um, <laughs> I have two more names. Uh, Stephen Vote gets Colin McHugh, yep. two-time All-Star. Stephen Vote. Uh, he's been having a good year. He's been doing great, and Colin McHugh's been pretty whatever. So I like that matchup just fine. And then my last one: if you somehow build a lineup where you want to spend money, uh, it's going to be tricky, but you can do it. Buster Posey gets Patrick Corbin. Buster Posey yeah. gets a lefty. It's probably, I'm not saying like don't pick Buster Posey, it's just a weird lineup construction that might not fit this day, but you can do it. It's DFS. There's a lot of flexibility. Um, no problem with Buster Posey outside the price, right? No, no, not at all. In fact, he should be very under-owned today because of all those aces. Mm-hmm. Uh, catcher's usually the first place people look to punt, and so you're going to see under-ownership on a guy like Posey, and then way over-ownership on a guy like James McCann, who I mentioned earlier, who's 2,000 on FanDuel. Yep. Um, any catchers for you that we didn't talk about? The one left that I'll mention, Russell Martin's playing like himself lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks fine, and he's facing Mike Pelfrey, who's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Usually prefers lefties, but when it's Mike Pelfrey, it doesn't matter. You can totally yeah. take that stack. All right, uh, at first base, I uh, got news this morning. Josh Bell has been called up by the Pirates. It's a oh. top prospect. Yeah, it j- just coming across Twitter. Got a question about it in our chat, which is good. Um, Josh Bell's coming up, uh, and... Pretty good uh, first base prospect, and they haven't been getting a lot at first base. Guy can hit for sure. Um, are you well? So on Friday, if he makes it into the game today, he has Jake Arrieta. Probably not where you're going, uh, but <laughs> w- worth mentioning on this show. M- you know, medium term and long term, this is a guy you got to run out and grab, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the he's not going to be for every league. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to depend on your scenarios to uh, where you're sitting in various roto totals because he doesn't really he doesn't have any speed he doesn't have power and that's kind of a weird fantasy profile he looks like someone who should be a good real world player but as a first baseman without much power mm-hmm. uh, maybe like the better seasons of james loney yeah you know it's it, it's just a strange profile to uh get, wrap your head around for fantasy purposes I was at the fall league the year he was converting from outfield to first base and learning first base. And uh, the line from Moneyball is that it's incredibly hard. And uh, he was he was showing, he was having a tough time, but uh, it was definitely like when he was first learning it. So we weren't like, oh, he's terrible. It was just 
Changing positions is tough, and he's he's figured it out. I think he should be a fine first baseman. Uh, but yeah, not a, not a savior league type of guy, but definitely a, a player that's interesting. Um, we're not going there Friday again, Jake Arrieta, whatever. Um, where are you thinking at first base though? What do you think you might pick in DFS? So Miguel Cabrera has been relatively cheap on both sites lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, he's 4,400 on DraftKings today, which isn't bad. Uh, that's up against Jay Happ, the lefty. Teams have been kind of exploiting him inside lately and Happ's a pretty decent command control guy these days. Uh, so I expect him to try to bust him in, uh, because it's from the left side, maybe he can get around on it a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that, that's kind of the narrative, especially if you're using McCann, or if McCann's not in, uh, Saltomaki is also cheap. If you're using them, uh, maybe you pick up one or two other Tigers, you have yourself a nice little stack that's not too expensive at a nice hitter's park uh, against a pitcher who you know, has bad days. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's my rationale for Cabrera. For yeah, Miggy has not been great against lefties this year. Which is kind of weird, because um, of course he usually does good with the, yeah. the platoon advantage. I'm not too worried about it. Are you? I, I think no, that... no, not not concerned about the splits at this point in time. Yeah, uh, you know, there's there's some guys you look at and you can get wrapped up on splits where someone's had 80 plate appearances against the lefty. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a guy like Maggie with his track record, you can throw all that out the window. Just look at the whole track record. Yep. Yep. Um, would you like the opposite side of that? Edwin get Edwin Encarnacion getting Mike Pelfrey, just green light. Oh yeah. Up. I, I like every Blue Jay today pretty much. No. Uh, the issue is fitting them in your lineup. <laughs> yeah. No big analysis needed there. Um, I got Carlos Santana getting Chad Green. Do you know anything about Chad Green of the Yankees? Are you worried about that or obscureish name means you can pick against him? I, I wouldn't say I'm worried about it. He's a solid pitcher though. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the if there weren't all these aces, one of the guys I'd probably consider for the day as someone with a decent ceiling, decent floor, and uh, you know, being relatively unknown can help his ownership rate, too, in your favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has decent swing and miss stuff, decent command. Um, I guess the operative word is decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, I just like Carlos Santana as a high floor guy as well, though. So not, not juicy, but a place to go. Um, back to Josh Bell real quick. I had a question in the chat asking if you would drop Shinsu Chu for Josh Bell. I'm leaning towards not doing that, are you? Yeah, so if your team's deep in outfielders, mm-hmm. you can think about that. Like if you're you know, running Joe Maurer out at first base and you know Chu or someone comparable is on your bench, right? Uh, yeah, you can you know, redeploy your resources, get Bell in at first base. I don't think Bell's going to really play every day right now. Yeah, that's the uh, other problem. Like they, they still have good guys to play first base. Yeah. So you're you're going to see him playing three, four times a week, and yeah. you know, getting his feet wet. If you got Ben Truman, you're in a deeper format of picking up Bell, but I'm also not, again, not saving your league so much. Um, yeah. Still at first base. Uh, you like Dejo Lee getting your Don Aventura? Yeah, I don't mind that one. Uh, it's one I've thought about. Uh, I wish it was at a better park, uh, for mm-hmm. power at least. Uh, Lee has decent power, no real platoon splits, so not yeah. worried about that component. He's been great. Uh, Ventura's been pretty shaky this year. Uh, yeah. Occasional flashes of brilliance, though, so uh, maybe not running out the Mariner stack at Kansas City tonight just because of the park and the risk that he turns in a good performance. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I had two more uh, names at first base. They're both in the same game. Adrian Gonzalez getting Andrew Kashner. Aegon's ceiling has not been what it used to be, but he's reliable enough to have, be okay. You know, not exciting. Um, and Andrew Kashner has been bad. I'm fine with that. On the flip side, though, Will Myers is one of these uh, Padres is just crushing lefties, and he gets Casimir. Yeah. He's been awesome. Uh, and we haven't named him a lot at first base this year, but I'm all over that. You okay with that, too? Yeah, uh, definitely. He's super expensive on DraftKings. I'm looking at him right now. He's the most expensive. Oh, that's uh, that's a bit of a stretch for me. Yeah. Vandal, I don't see him. I need to look him up. Yeah. I, oh, there he is. I He's like 3300 on Vandal. Go ahead and use him at that price. Yeah. Uh, jump that's, on it, in fact. That's a great price. That's more like it. Um, if you're going to pay for the most expensive guy, I'd rather have Edwin getting Pelfrey. To me, that's yeah. the, the first base stud uh, to pay for, if you're going to. Um, any other first baseman for you we didn't mention? While talking studs, David Ortiz this year, just he's crazy. Yeah. Uh, up against Chris Archer today, uh, you know, I, I'd still go for it. If you have the money, it should be pretty uh, unpopular, too. Yeah. Uh, the ceiling's still there. Uh, you got Tommy Joseph at Coors Field. Uh, that sure. could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, being Coors Field. Uh, it's up against John Gray, who's usually solid at sea level and not so much at Coors. Yeah. Uh, so see how he does today and then uh there's one more and it's slipping my mind uh probably not something we need to worry about too much uh, I mean, we can move on eric hosmer gets Sasashi iwakuma oh I, I remember what it was uh aj reed's very cheap on FanDuel, yeah. uh, and he's put together a couple home runs in his last five games sure uh, so it might be you know turning a corner a little bit 40 percent strikeout weight still so you know it it, it's a guy to fit in around your aces because he's cheap, not because you're really seeing a lot to go on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, on the second base, I, I had a handful of names. Uh, let's start with this Padres guy. Uh, he might be third. He, he plays around the diamond. But Younger V. Salarte, also crushing lefties this year. I don't know what's going on in San Diego. I don't know if they did it on purpose, but <laughs> gets Casimir. Casimir's been whatever. I don't often feel that excited about Younger V. Salarte, but I don't have a problem with that. Uh, at all. Should be fine. Um, ben Zobris gets Francisco Liriano. Liriano's not only been bad this year, but he's showing the traditional split. So I think uh, switch hitting Zobris going to be fine there. Um, Ian Kinsler gets J.A. Happ. I, I always like Ian Kinsler when the Tigers get a get a lefty. I like getting that leadoff guy who can hit lefties himself and be involved in the scoring. Do you like Ian Kinsler going to Toronto? Yeah, definitely. Really, really like the matchup if you're going for a, uh, a full stack, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the prices aren't too bad uh, on both sites, so you can theoretically fit several good Tigers in your lineup and also get the pitchers. Yep. Um, my last three names, Robinson Cano gets Rodano Ventura. If you want to pay for Cano, that's fine, but like you said, it's a pitcher who can be good and, more importantly, not a great park. So maybe not where I'm going if I'm paying for a top-flight guy like Cano. Um, but but I can't tell you to stay away. I'm sure he could be okay. Um, Rugnet Odor gets Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson, who not only every once in a while turns in a real stinker of a of a game, but also has been extra bad against the lefties this year. And so I could see Rugnet Odor being just fine there. The Twins bullpen has nothing to be scared of. That's a totally fine matchup for Rugnet Odor. It's not it's not thrilling or blowing me away, but that's a, a <laughs> big thumbs up in terms of picking a second baseman. Um, and then I wrote down the flip side of that is uh, Brian Dozier getting Cole Hamels. Because, again, Brian Dozier can hit lefties, Brian Dozier can hit home runs, and Hamels has trouble keeping them all in the park sometimes. So 
I could see Cole Hamels going seven innings, three runs or something, but giving up a pair of homers or, or, or I don't know. He, he's he's such a weird combination of reliably good, but also reliably has a flaw. Uh, but uh, yeah, Brian Dozier running into one. It's not going to surprise me at all there in that matchup. Are there any second baseman for you that I didn't mention? So Devin Travis is the cheapest usable second baseman in yeah. FanDuel at 2700 Okay. And that Mike Pelfrey matchup, it's golden. Yeah. Uh, if there's an issue, he'll be very popular because he's the cheapest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Logan Forsyth, also a good option against Sean O'Sullivan, who is the mm-hmm. worst pitcher of the slate. Yes. Uh, de- definitely could go ahead and target that. And then Derek Dietrich is up against Dan Straley, and Dietrich's always a nice high-ceiling guy. Yeah, I like him too. Um, yeah, think about Boston and like how crazy they've been hitting and how they're in the playoff hunt, and they just really need some uh, starting pitching help. And then you see him, here comes Sean O'Sullivan, you're like, that's not the pitching help they needed. It is somehow getting worse. I thought Aaron Wilkerson was going to be some of that pitch- pitching help. They're at least going to throw him in the fire and see if it worked. Yeah, uh, they traded him for Aaron Hill, yeah. <laughs> of all people, and with like, another uh, better pit prospect. And I, I like Aaron Hill, and I, he's gonna fit in the Fenway really well, and that's cool. I don't know if he's gonna be an everyday player. You know, are they gonna try and make him play Shouldn't left be. field? Uh, I like Aaron Hill. He's having a great year. He's actually on one of my teams. I need to replace yeah. him. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go switch him out for uh, Josh Bell now or something. Maybe <laughs> that's what I can do. But I'm like, oh, Aaron Hill is having a good year. Um, okay, on to third base. Uh, Brad, what are you thinking at third base? Uh, so, a few options at third base uh, on the cheaper end. Not too many, though. Uh, Pedro Alvarez is the cheapest that is able to drum up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's up against Matt Shoemaker, who uh, splitter specialist. Uh, when that splitter is a mistake, it tends to go really far distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's kind of what you're playing for, is a mistake to Pedro Alvarez. Uh, he's also hitting well since the start of June, over 300 with the average, big power, uh, six home runs and like 67 plate appearances. Uh, so seems to be in the hot version of Pedro Alvarez. Uh, like I mentioned, he's cheap, and he's uh, they're playing at Camden Yards, which is fantastic for left-handed power today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's my my bargain option for you. Sure. Uh, if you willing to spend a few more dollars adrian beltre against kyle gibson i think that you know works uh it's the righty on righty which isn't ideal with the ground ball pitcher but still uh games at texas uh, another great park for power mm-hmm. uh so good option for uh high ceiling uh potential high floor too mm-hmm. and kyle gibson's been bad again it's been worse against lefties but he has his bad starts no matter what that i'm not worried about yeah. beltre righty on righty should be just fine and you mentioned Slarte earlier. I have him down on my third base list. Yeah. Uh, nice option today too. Yeah, it's played a few places. I, I like him there too. Um, I wrote down. Uh, I wrote down Chris Bryant. If again, if you want to pay for yep. it, good luck. Um, he's been money, playing. He's been playing outfield. Uh, wherever he fits in, that's great. Um, also at third base, though, you know, if he's in the outfield, Javier Baez getting a lefty. Javier Baez is either going to go 0 for 4 with 4 strikeouts or just going to mash it and hit 1 or 2 home runs. He is definitely that kind of player, but uh, the talent shows up against lefties. It's like a 600-something OPS against righties, 1,000-something uh, against lefties, and seriously legit power. I'm all about that. If you're in a GPP and you can afford Javier Baez and get him in there, I think this is a pretty good matchup for him. Even though it's in Pittsburgh, I think he's going to do just fine. Uh, I just like him against a lefty. Um, I wrote Miguel Sano getting Cole Hamels, just another a Twins righty with enough power to hit one out. Uh, not going to shock me if he can take him deep. I like that. 
Uh, Kyle Seeger against Giordano. I, I wrote some of these Mariners guys I like, but you're talking me out of it a little bit, just in terms of uh, <laughs> stadium and whatnot. Uh, I like Kyle Seeger, just like I like Robinson yeah. Cano, reliable producer. I, there's nothing wrong with taking that pick, but uh, there's, no. there's more exciting places to go. Um, do you like uh, Evan Longoria getting Sean O'Sullivan? Yes, I love everyone getting Sean O'Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> any any Rays hitter that you feel comfortable with, and you should feel comfortable with Evan yeah. Longoria. I'm, I'm very likely to stack Rays tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's going to be just fine, and he's having a great year. Um, and then my last name at third base, Jake Lamb, is uh, going getting Jeff Samarja, and it's San Francisco, and Jeff Samarja's you know a pretty decent pitcher, but. He's having a crazy year that I know that he started yeah. hot and then I looked the other way. And now with all this all-star game, like voting stuff, uh, I don't know. If, did you see the tweet the other day where Mike Farron dressed up as an actual lamb, uh, like in like a lamb <laughs> no, outfit for awesome. vote lamb. And they were like bringing lambs into the dugout and, and the, the clubhouse <laughs> to do it. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good tweet because everybody loves Mike Farron and was kind of ripping on him for this ridiculous lamb outfit. And it was great. Uh, Anyway, Jake Lamb, stuff like leading the National League and slugging percentage and stuff, which, like, I had no idea, you know? And so, yeah, there's, uh, there's you know, extra vote, um, the, the vote-in player, like, propaganda going on, but he's having a great year. Uh, so, yeah, not the ideal situation for him in San Francisco against Jeff Samarja, but he's got to be a guy that I'm thinking about, if not every day, like most days, and I wasn't before. So, uh, got to think about Jake Lamb. Is there any other third baseman for you that we didn't mention? You covered him pretty thoroughly. The uh, one guy I have left uh, with the Cubs, uh, and I'm guessing this is how you say his first name. I haven't heard it said yet. Uh, Heimer Candelario. Sure. That's. I'm assuming it's the Spanish H sound. Yes. Uh, so he hasn't really done anything yet, and like 11 plate appearances. You know, not really anything to worry about there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a solid prospect. Uh, Looking through the numbers reminded me kind of of a Mookie Betts light. Uh, so there's, and that's more towards his ceiling too. Uh, not something you should expect today or right away, but there's you know, the plate discipline, good power, some speed. Uh, and you know, if he's in the lineup, he could do good things against Francisco Liriano. Yeah. And he's 2,000 on FanDuel. That's the uh, big takeaway. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Uh, definitely a lineup that could score some runs. Um, okay, how about shortstop? I had five names. Where are you thinking of going at shortstop? Uh, sh- shortstop, uh, it, it gave me some fits, uh, especially if you're using DraftKings. On FanDuel, they're doing something with the Astros lineup where Carlos Correa and uh, George Springer are bargains. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that, but they're cheap. Correa's 2900 He's up against Daniel Mengden, who is a guy I like, but I'm going to take Carlos Correa at that price. Yeah, absolutely. The, the only reason not to take Carlos Correa at that price is because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. Uh, but being shortstop, a uh, position that's pretty thin, uh, if you're not comfortable using Javier Baez because it's in Pittsburgh or something like that, uh, Correa is probably your guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a price where you can't really not go with yeah. it, I feel like. You're like, all right, I guess this is what I'm going to do then. You made that choice for me uh, when they come up like that. Um, yeah. Vandals yeah. at least made it hard by pricing Corey Seager at three thousand. Yeah, <laughs> and he gets Andrew Kashner, who's not yeah. in any that much better. He's than someone you can go right after. Now. And I mentioned uh, Dodger Stadium is tough on righties, not so much on lefties. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a plus stadium for left-handed power, mm-hmm. uh, so go ahead and use him. Uh, DraftKings uh, 
it's much harder to uh, get your picks in today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xander Bogarts is 4,100 up against Chris Archer if you're comfortable using a pretty tough matchup. Uh, Korea is still only 3,900, so you can use him too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, beyond that, not really seeing a whole lot that I'm eager to use. Uh, I got a couple for you. Let me know what you think of these. Um, how about Jonathan Viargat and Michael Walker having the platoon advantage? Also becoming. I, I like that. Uh, the the price being above Correa by a lot kind of yeah. throws me off. <laughs> yeah, good matchup, but he's played so well that he's priced himself out of being a great DFS option, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I like the matchup for him just fine. How about Eduardo Nunez getting a lefty and Cole Hamels? He's hit lefties this year. I don't know how, but making himself a, an all-star out of it. Uh, I, I feel like I've missed out on a lot of money this year by just not believing in Eduardo Nunez ever. <laughs> yeah, I, which it's, is understandable. But Every time I look at him, I look and I look and I look for anything that's just not pure raw BAPIP, and I don't find it. Yeah, I can see that. That's Yeah, I mean, I... I'm probably with you where I'm like, DFS, sure, like, I'll bet on the short term or it's interesting, but if somebody in, like, my Dynasty League or, like, my even my Redraft League wanted me to, to trade me Eduardo, I'd be like, oh, I don't know about that. You know, that's <laughs> not going to shock anybody if the second half is, is a bummer. Um, that said, he gets a lefty in Cole Hamels, and he's hit lefties so far this year, so I don't think that's crazy. Um, Francisco Lindor gets Chad Green. Francisco Lindor is an option just about every day. Uh, Chad oh, yeah. Green, like you said, is not as bad as you think. Um, and that bullpen's good, but I, I trust Lindor to, to be an option and be okay. Um, my last one though, uh, Brad, what about Brad Miller getting Sean O'Sullivan? Gets a righty and is pretty okay. You know, uh, that's probably the best things so, I can say about Brad Miller is that so, he's pretty so okay. Here's, here's why Brad Miller didn't show up on my list. He's the most expensive shortstop on FanDuel <laughs> at 4100 I don't... I don't know how this happens. I don't know how Carlos Correa is ever priced at 2900 when Brad Miller is 4100 Yeah. Sean O'Sullivan's bad. He's not that bad. <laughs> You'd have to be like, Sean O'Sullivan it, is... It's the wrong day. Only <laughs> it's not a good day for Brad Miller. If you guaranteed me that Sean O'Sullivan was going to pitch seven or eight innings, like no matter yeah. what, they're like, he he's has to go. He's going to give up 12 or 15 runs. <laughs> yeah, we, he is contractually obligated to go seven or eight innings. And you go, okay, Brad Miller, totally. But the thing is, so, yeah. like, it's such a bad matchup, slash good matchup for Brad Miller. But Sean O'Sullivan might be so bad that he goes three innings. So he gets, what, two at-bats against him? Like, yeah. it's not it's, it, uh, not stack-changing like that. Great scenario Especially on FanDuel. On DraftKings, he's still 4,500, which is bad, but it puts him in the same range as Seeger and Lindor and yeah. Story. That's, I, I like Brad Miller when he's cheap. I don't like him when he's that much. Uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> hey, you weren't expecting that price, were you? <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't. I was like, yeah, Brad Miller will be cheap. and He'll have a good matchup. Like, oh, gosh, for that? No, go go with Carlos Correa at that point. I like Daniel Magnin, but not that much. Any other shortstops for you? No. All right, so we already did pitchers run outfield, which is uh, the the last group for us. What are you thinking in the outfield for Friday? I had a little trouble here because outfield's a position I usually try to go cheap in on mm-hmm. these types of days. And there weren't that many cheap guys I like. So I mentioned Springer on FanDuel, 3100 kind of a no-brainer at that mm-hmm. price. Uh, he, he's much too talented for that price tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven Souza is someone I really like today. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a, an extreme pole hitter. He hits. Uh, he doesn't really have platoon splits, so you don't have to worry about him facing the righty. Mm-hmm. 
and you know, Fenway, a green monster, uh, great park for pull hitters. Mm-hmm. And uh, with, with Sullivan on the mound, should take care of his strikeout problems too. Uh, I, I just really love the matchup for him in general. Uh, add in his FanDuel price at 2400 and uh, it's just a must play. Uh, it doesn't matter if he's popular. Got to mm-hmm. gotta go after that. The ceiling's too high. There's pretty good floor there. Uh, even on DraftKings where he's 3800 still love the price, love the matchup and the situation. There's uh, you know, other rays that you can go after. Uh, you got uh, Brandon Geyer's in the lineup most days. He's a little pricier, uh, not as exciting uh, in that regard, uh, but uh, another good option today. Yeah. And then uh, Corey Dickerson, too, is outfield eligible and, you know, solid play. Yeah. Like you said, you're interested in race stacks. Any of those guys, check the lineup, see who starts. But whoever's getting in, uh, I think we have some confidence there, especially in this matchup. Um, yeah. We, so Ubaldo Jimenez is starting. Uh, and it's just so frustrating when you have a guy you want to pick on like that. <laughs> And you go to the Angels lineup and you go, oh my goodness. It's Literally. Mike Trout. <laughs> it's, it's Mike Trout. It's Cole Calhoun. Um, yeah, Cole Calhoun too, yes. Uh, Ubaldo Jimenez has this year allowed like an OPS over a thousand to lefties. And I go, great, let's go pick some lefties from the Angels. And you go, they are so extremely right-handed. It's mm-hmm. literally, I believe it's literally just Cole Calhoun and switch hitting Daniel Nava. Like, that's it. They are so righty-heavy. Doesn't mean I'm thinking about fading Ubaldo, but I just... So it's Mike Trout and it's Cole Calhoun. I trust Cole Calhoun. Again, the starting pitcher has an OPS, you know, over a 1,000 against lefties. Like, he's going to be fine there. Um, I wrote Michael Saunders getting Mike Pelfrey. Just another Blue Jay getting Mike Pelfrey. Why not? Throwing Ezekiel Carrera, too. Uh, Tends to bat leadoff. I was going to ask how you feel about Ezekiel Carrera. He's, as long as he's batting leadoff, go ahead and use him. <laughs> as long as he's batting leadoff against Mike Pelfrey, sure. I'm not buying in general. Definitely a journeyman who's had a nice month, you know, here and there. But in in, in DFS, you just need the one day, and, and leadoff against yep. Mike Pelfrey is is a place to be, whether you believe you know big picture or not. Um, I wrote Cameron Maven getting J. A. Happ. Cameron Maven's hit lefties like crazy this mm-hmm. year. Uh, that's what he's been doing well, and so I don't mind that at all. I also said yesterday I didn't mind Justin Upton, and he hit Homer. Uh, and he gets a lefty. <laughs> he's been better. Still not excited. Recommended him. That's what cats. <laughs> yeah, no. If I say fifty guys' names a day and one of them hits a Homer, I get to take credit. Apparently, um, <laughs> in the in the same way, like I don't love Justin Upton, but I think that we need to start thinking about him again. You know, he's dug himself out of a hole, not to be a stud, but at least be an option. So um, don't don't shy away, necessarily. Um, Christian Yelich gets Dan Straley. You're totally okay with that, I assume? <laughs> yeah, I got no problems with the, the yeah. Yelich pick. Yeah, um, I, I like that just fine. I, all the, the Padres in the outfield are going to be just as well as everybody else in the lineup, just in terms of... They all hit lefties. I mean, it's Matt Kemp. Melvin Upton has straightened his splits out to, to hit lefties, especially. Uh, they're going to be just fine. Travis Kinkowski, I guess, is left-handed, and so you don't want him as much um, against Casimir. But Kemp and Melvin are going to be just fine options in DFS against lefties. It's so weird, but they can do it. We, for the first time this week, I got to say Phillies outfielders, because they're all <laughs> hitting. Uh, Cody Ashey is doing fine. Odubel Herrera is a stud. And then Peter Borges out of nowhere has just been on fire. Yeah. They're all going to Coors. They're all getting John Gray. And as long as it's in Colorado, I'm fine with all three of those guys. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I am too. It's... Uh, just got to watch out for the prices, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there's 
the core still spices. they're they're mostly playable yeah yeah uh it's yeah it's just weird to be able to go yeah like yeah philly's outfield stack go for it but uh especially here in cores it's a place to do it um my last couple names um i have robbie grossman getting cole hamels he's been hitting lefties uh especially well switch hitter but yeah. lefties has been where he's been doing lots of his damage and then i have the whole texas outfield against kyle gibson as well especially the lefties I like, like chew and mazara and um, it's not a great matchup for Ian Desmond, but he's been having such a good year that if you can fit him in, I don't hate it either. You know, he prefers lefties and Gibson prefers righties. So, but I, I just, I, I've been saying this week, it, good hitter, bad pitcher. I, I gotta at least think about it, you know, no matter what the deeper part says. Um, those are my favorite outfielders. I kind of ran down a bunch. Was there anybody that I didn't mention that you like? Uh, there's a couple, not okay. too many. Uh, so, Kind of near the, the top end of the list. Uh, we didn't talk about any Rockies today, and that's because they're up against Vincent Velasquez. And right. I'm guessing we both don't know how to think about Velasquez at Coors Field. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't mention picking him, that's for sure. I yeah. <laughs> Certainly not using him. Don't really know if I want to exploit him either. Yeah. Uh, obviously, all the Rockies are super expensive at home, uh, projected to do a ton of damage because it's Coors Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Velasquez seems to have the type of stuff that could work at cores in a one-off, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's uh, it's tough to go against him. When I play these big fifteen-game slates like this, it's like I don't need to go anywhere. I'm hesitating. It's like don't pick the Mariners because why? You don't have to. You know, there's <laughs> there's so many options to go elsewhere. I'm not saying stay away, and I would never tell anybody to stay away from the Rockies outfielders or any of the Rockies hitters. But I'm also like. If you have to hesitate at all, there's better places to go, you know? So yep. could, Blackman could be fine. Cargo could be totally fine. It would not going to shock me at all, but just maybe not where I'm putting my, my DFS money, you know? Uh, I like worth, a worth few of these. Yeah, I like a few of these Indians outfielders today against Chad Green, mm-hmm. especially the ones that hit left-handed. Uh, so uh, Jose Ramirez being a switch hitter, Lonnie Chisenhall, Tyler Naquin. Uh, they all have platoon advantage against Green. Uh, Progressive Field is a pitcher's park that's sneaky good for left-handed power. Okay. Uh, so you're kind of just hoping for a home run out of one or two of these guys. I'm not so sure I'd stack them because of the prices involved, uh, but one-off, I don't have any problems with that. Sure. And there's probably a name or two that has slipped my attention. We've kind of touched on a lot at this point. Yeah. Uh, Chris Davis was one of them. Uh, Chris Davis against Colin McHugh, a guy who you know sometimes coughs up home runs. Sure. Uh, Davis is always a multi-home run threat. And uh, games in Houston, which fantastic pa- park for power. Uh, Josh Reddick's back. Uh, that's platoon advantage for him, left and righty. Are you excited about Josh Reddick at all? Or has he kind of lost his luster? I'm not sure that I'm excited for today. I, I think for the rest of the season, he'll be fine. I haven't seen him really shake off the rust quite yet. Mm-hmm. And that's just what I'm waiting for right now. Sure. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so plenty of options in the outfield. You know, a lot of aces going, uh, but there are there are pitchers to exploit despite all the aces. And we did pitchers at the top of the show. And again, it's just kind of an ace day. And we don't always, you know, promote going with aces, but on a day with so many of them and everybody's going to be doing it, you kind of need to to catch up. So a lot of aces we like. Um, as for, you know, Field of Streams picks, uh, Matt and I, uh, Matt sent me his picks. We need guys 50% owned or less. Matt Shoemaker is 50% owned and he gets the Orioles and they're inconsistent enough that they could hurt me, but uh, I like the upside there. I'm going with uh, Matt Shoemaker. And he's taking Matt Whistler against his own White Sox. He's 
Matt's in that place during the year where he's just down on his own team. Uh, so he, he's taking Matt Wizard, and I think that's a fine matchup for him. Um, Brad, let's peek real quick before we get out of here. Let's peek at Saturday and Sunday. Um, see what's coming up before the All-Star break, these last couple of games, uh, what looks good. Um, on Saturday, Brandon McCarthy uh, came back and had a great start. You know, it's good to see him back, and he's going again. He gets the Padres, and he throws with his right hand, which uh, makes him a, a good matchup with the Padres. Uh, and Matt is taking Brandon McCarthy in that matchup. Um, I had a, a trickier day. Good choice. Yeah, uh, Nick Tropiano. I thought about going to Baltimore, but he can have his bad outings. His whip's always way higher than his ERA. That just makes me nervous. Um, I'm going with our, our boy Adam Conley getting the Reds just because he's been having a he's he's been a, a good streamer this year. He's been paying off, and and that's that's one of those I like. I I've, I was liking CC Sabathia for a while, but I think the wheels might be coming off again, uh, or at least the league's catching up. Um, what sticks out to you on Saturday, just in terms of uh, what's on the list? Anything real exciting for you? So you mentioned that uh, McCarthy game. Uh, that's definitely one that if I have a chance to tune into something, I'll probably be the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I really like McCarthy. I had a chance to meet him and hang out with him for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, only gotten to do it with a few players, and McCarthy was definitely the coolest of them. Yeah, uh, Mostly because he is well-versed in what we do at Fangraphs, and yes. that's just a lot of fun talking about everything that you know, we've all written on the site. Uh, so that was a good time and you know made me like him as a person yeah, <laughs> so i root for him and uh yeah so i'm hoping to see him come back he looked fine in his uh debut this season yeah uh, back to normal also kind of interested in luis perdomo uh, a rule five pick who was really terrible for a while out of the bullpen and seems to be coming around out of the rotation mm-hmm. uh so want to get my eyes on him a little more in a starting role yeah and then the uh other game I want to see, uh, Robbie Ray versus Jake Peavy. Uh, Peavy is someone who I've been recommending a lot as a stream. Uh, terrible start to the year, and then he's been kind of normal Jake Peavy since then. Yeah. And then Robbie Ray is a guy who I keep it keep tabs on just because there's a lot of breakout potential with the I stuff. Know. And Robbie Ray keeps drawing me back in. I keep thinking about <laughs> it, and it hasn't come together yet, but I, I keep thinking about it. I, 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 he's, he's kind of like a Vince Ray. A left-handed Vincent Velasquez to me, uh, where there's and his stuff isn't quite on that level, but it's uh, you know still enough there that if things click, uh, he makes like just a subtle adjustment that brings the command to a, the next level. He can be you know a, a top of the rotation type pitcher. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to be one of those guys we keep drafting every year, late rounds, just hoping that he breaks that he breaks out specifically. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm enticed. He gets the Giants, who, on one hand, are pretty left-handed and pretty beat up, and so he could be okay, but they also don't strike out enough, so the ceiling's kind of tough, but, yeah. I, but I'm interested there. Um, it, it is a nice park, though, for him, at least. Yep, that he does have that. And then on Sunday, the last day before the All-Star break, um, Matt is taking Tom Colder at home, getting the Reds. He's kind of one of our boring but safe uh, streaming picks. Um, should be fine. Uh, I, I'm going for... A little more upside, but I'm not real excited about it. Uh, Mike Montgomery is making a, a spot start uh, against the Royals. And honestly, I just think the Royals are that beat up and they're not hitting lefties. That Mike Montgomery has been fine out of the bullpen. You know, I don't know that I'm hoping for much more than five innings. Uh, and so probably not a DFS uh, pick at all. But um, in terms of trying to stream a starter, it's Sunday. You need hands on deck. I could see some fine innings out of him. 
against the Royals. Um, the other start that jumped out at me is uh, James Shields is starting versus the Braves. And James Shields is showing signs of life, I guess, when you were so close to death that anything looks good. Uh, but he's at home against the Braves. I don't think it's crazy to consider, like, if you're in a head-to-head format and you need a start at the end of the week, you know, or if you're in DFS or you're crazy. Um, I can't take him in the streaming contest because those numbers stick with us all season. And if you're in a Roto League where they stick with you all season, no way, because he might blow up and he might give up nine, and you might have to sit with that, and so I can't do that. But if you're in a format where the next day the stats might not matter, uh, I'm at least looking at uh, James Shields, who's done 47% owned, you know. In my head-to-head format, if I'm that close, I I might try and steal one there. Is there uh, anything sticking out to you on the the Sunday slate? Uh, So I'm interested in watching the Tanaka-Carrasco game, Mm -hmm. uh, just because it's two good pitchers. Uh, Should be a fun one to watch. Uh, There's... Not a ton I'm really seeing in terms of uh, streaming beyond what you've already mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you can try to guess if maybe Cody Reed finally has the game where he pieces it all together. But yeah. like you said, with Shields, it's uh, <laughs> it's risky if you're playing in a season league. Uh, more of a, a desperation head-to-head play. Yeah, uh, which is part of what makes head-to-head fun, I feel like. Head-to-head, I, I will never say head-to-head's better than Roto, but it has its uh, interesting advantages that make it a little fun. Yeah. Um, Archie yeah, Bradley goes... going to have a little bit of a mix, I think. Yeah. Archie Bradley goes to San Francisco. I'm at least thinking about He's opposite Madison yeah. Bumgarner, but I'm, but I'm at least interested. And then uh, the only other name I had, uh, Junior Guerra against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals aren't a great matchup. Like I said, they're a little bit banged up. Junior Guerra has quietly been pretty good. He's not eligible for streaming. He's up over 50% owned. Came up, very definition of a journeyman, been around forever, finally getting his chance and making the most of it. Are you in on Junior Guerra at all, just in general? Yeah, uh, the lazy comp is Matt Shoemaker, just because they're both splitter pitchers. Mm-hmm. You know, he... It's another situation where uh, the splitter is a tough pitch to have as your primary offering because when you lose the feel for it, it you just kind of crumple as a pitcher. It goes and that's badly. what we've seen with Shoemaker over these last couple of years. And that's always going to be the risk with Garrett, too. Uh, yeah. you know, right now, he's on top of it. He's you know making great use of the pitch. And if that goes away, he's not really a pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those things where if you you throw it and it doesn't split, you know you can leave it hanging. You can it can go badly. So, uh, but so far so good for him. Again, the Cardinals matchup yeah. isn't great, but he's the guy I'm keeping an eye on depending on what his matchup is. Okay, that should about do it for us for Friday and for the weekend. Again, going into this All Star break, and then we're getting our own mini vacation here. Uh, Brad, you got anything else going on before you uh, before you take off for your vacation? Any weekend plans? No uh, weekend plans to drive down. <laughs> oh, you're, you're heading out. That's in. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, uh, yep, heading out early tomorrow morning. Uh, it's uh, Saturday to Saturday. Uh, Brad is on Twitter at baseball eighteen. We should give him a follow, even though he might be a little quiet this next week. He might be at the beach, but uh, talking DFS, writing DFS, also writing uh, Dynasty long season. Just lots of good fantasy info there. Uh, follow Brad. I'm on Twitter at Higgins FOS. Uh, thanks for following us both. Thanks for uh, joining in the show. Glad you guys could. Uh, Check out what we got going on. Hope that your uh, Friday snack goes okay. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the All-Star game. Enjoy the Home Run Derby. It's, it's fun stuff to, to have on TV and check out. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, we'll be on. Uh, we'll be back after, I guess, Brad and I are taking next Friday off. So Brad and I will be back in uh, two weeks, and Matt and I will be back uh, a week from Monday. So 
Good luck with your stacks, and we'll talk to you then. Yep. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. 